All right. Evidence suggests a jump in the number of stone dogs being taken into veterinarian clinics. Dr. Ian Sandler joins us now. He's CEO of Grey Wolf Animal Health and member of the Canadian Veterinary Medical Association's National Issues Committee. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on, doctor. It's nice to be here. Thank you. The evidence that's suggesting that jump in the number of people that are taking their stoned dogs into see their vets, is that anecdotal evidence? No, we're seeing this right across the country. And uh, what's really interesting is is we are actually seeing a very similar data to what is actually being seen in the U.S. So because uh, legalization, uh, at least on a state-by-state basis, was much earlier in the U.S. and in Canada, especially on the medical side in certain states like Colorado and California, we uh, we were concerned that once legalization occurred uh, in Canada that, that, that this would uh, also mimic uh, what 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 uh, we would see here, and that certainly seems to be the case. And what is it? What are they bringing animals in with? Like, what are they treating them for? What, what the other symptoms? So typically, if your if your pet has gotten into a product, and these are usually products that are containing fairly high levels of THC. Uh, so in many cases, it could be dried plant or, or bud, or possibly a joint, or um, very high oils. In those situations, oftentimes they look like they are high. So they may be falling over. They may be very sensitive to sound, to light, to things like that. In some cases, um, they may be falling over. Some dogs may actually be incontinent, so they're dribbling little bits of urine as they're walking. So those are sort of, the, I would say, the, the moderate cases. Um, luckily, we haven't seen any deaths, certainly in Canada, in, in the same way that they haven't in people. So the big concern with pets is that oftentimes it's not so much the THC that they're getting into, but it's the fact that these products, which yes, there is very, very high amounts of THC on, on the human consumption basis for primarily recreational use, but these products are actually embedded in things like chocolate brownies, and everyone knows that chocolate can be very toxic to dogs and cats. So the edibles are the problem. What, what does chocolate do to a dog? So in many cases, it's, it's, uh, the, the, the main function is it essentially increases metabolism. So um, chocolate contains, especially dark chocolate, things that you would find in caffeine. So oftentimes their heart rate will go very, very high. Um, they'll start to pant. They may vomit. There's all sorts of uh, things that actually happen with their body's metabolism. So it actually can cause death as well. So we are more concerned in the concentrates, especially with the edible market emerging in Canada, the end of this year, beginning of next year, that these numbers will actually even go up. I understand a lot of people are are already, they're basically trying to do some guesswork because their animals are anxious and they have separation anxiety. They don't want to put them on drugs, but they're like, hey, I've I've heard CBD oil is great for me. I'm going to medicate my dog. When they go to the vets, uh, because we've talked to vets about this before, vets are not licensed to um, prescribe any kind of marijuana for pet use. So how many of these cases of animals coming in stone to vets that are having a bad reaction, um, like you had said, you know, they're they're sensitive to light and sound, they're wobbly, actually could be been purposefully given the uh, marijuana or CBD oil by their uh, owners? Well, this is the second part of the problem, which is one is, um, you know, animals may get in inadvertently to these products. And the other part is that 
people, uh, and really they're, they're, they're well-intentioned here, they're trying to use potentially alternatives or adjuvants, meaning other uh, um, options apart from, from traditional pharmaceuticals to address things like separation anxiety, pain, um, you know, arthritis, all sorts of different uh, things. In the same way that, you, that, that people are on the medical side, they are trying to self-dose, they are making mistakes, and then these pets are coming in. So the Canadian Veterinary Medical Association has uh, advocated strongly that veterinarians are actually added to the authorization list in the same way that you would get um, a medical authorization from your doctor or nurse or nurse practitioner for your medical use. So um, we were really left out of that discussion, and uh, hopefully post-election this will be uh, very much so high on the radar. Uh, this is really a bipartisan issue. Uh, most MPs that we have spoken to agree that that should be added to the authorization list so Canadians can access cannabis for their pets in a legal and safe manner through licensed producers and nearly that's what they've been advocating for. The other thing that the Canadian Veterinary Medical Association has really spent a lot of time advocating on is the fact that warning labels should include pets and animals and the fact that they don't write now, oftentimes these things are out of sight, out of mind, and so we may be very cognizant that we have a toddler in the house and that we want to make sure that we want to keep things far away from them, but we may not think about our golden retriever table surfing and getting into, you know, the brownies that are sitting on uh, on the table. So these are things that are going to require education, but uh, I think the Canadian public really wants veterinarians to be involved in this discussion. We are the healthcare practitioners for uh, pets and animals, and we are really the best um, folks to help advocate on behalf of pet parents. You know, uh, weed is really pungent. Are animals attracted to the smell of marijuana? What do we know about that? Certainly, we are seeing dogs uh, attracted to, uh, you know, the floral component. It's, it, it certainly could be the, ter- the terpenes, the essential oils within the dried plant. So, yes, we certainly have seen dogs uh, eat dry bud uh, and getting into uh, joints as well. And so that's the other thing uh, that you really need to be careful about, that if you are um, smoking cannabis for medical or recreational reasons, you can't just flick these, um, you know, half-spent or, or, or completed joints on the ground, maybe in the same way that some people do cigarette butts, because um, pets will walk along the ground, they will eat these, uh, these cannabis um, cigarettes, if you will, or joints, and, and they certainly will, will be affected by the amount of THC that's, that's in there, so you want to be really careful. I think the other thing that people don't realize is that if they're smoking uh, and they're enclosed in an apartment, for example, their cats and dogs are very, very sensitive to, um, to the smell and they can get high from, um, you know, from the smoke. So you really want to make sure that the room is extremely well ventilated and, and really best case scenario, not even indoors with your pet there. That's good advice because I think a lot of people aren't thinking about the fact that their pets are there. Uh, and if you're inhaling the smoke, odds are the secondary smoke will be inhaled by the pets. They're breathing the same air as we are. Um, what are the warning signs that your pet may have gotten into marijuana and what should you do if you think that they have I think first and foremost, if you know they've actually gotten into something uh, accidentally or if um, you've noticed that they are just behaving abnormally, first and foremost, contact your veterinarian. The most important thing is to try and get um, your pet to vomit, to actually bring up the the contents of of the stomach so there's really little or no absorption on that particular product. So uh, first and foremost, if you notice that they're a little bit wobbly, um, maybe they're a little bit slow, 
Um, they're just not responding. They could be falling over. Um, if you clap or if you snap your, your fingers, they may seem more light or sound sensitive. Things like that may be an early indication that they've gotten into that. But uh, again, contact your veterinarian and they can work through uh, many of these issues with you quickly. I appreciate your time today, Doctor. It's been uh, really informative and hopefully, uh, you know, puts people uh, aware of the fact that this is this is a problem. Marijuana has been legalized for us, but not really for our animals. No doubt. Well, thanks uh, for bringing uh, this to attention and, and it's been a pleasure being with you. Appreciate it.